Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome uh, to our podcast this evening for Tuesday, the 2nd of March. This is a recorded podcast, a uh, recorded midweek podcast from Avila Presbyterian Church. As we come together in Jesus' name, we want to uh, come together uh, to encourage one another in his rich blessings. As uh, uh, we mentioned on Sunday, uh, we have been given word that uh, we are con- going to continue uh, the lockdown of our, our church premises until the 1st of April. Um, so please keep that in mind. The services will continue, uh, be continued to be live streamed. And it is hoped now that on after um, Thursday, the 1st of April, that we will be able to open our church building again for public worship. Um, over uh, these uh, coming weeks and the build-up to Easter, uh, in our Sunday services, we're going uh, to be looking uh, at uh, the series on Jesus on the road to the cross. And we're going to look, at, um, or we're going to continue that with our midweek podcasts as well, uh, taking a slightly different slant. Uh, we're going to be again looking at the cross, but this time from a well-known Old Testament uh, passage. Uh, we're going to be looking at what is called the servant song in uh, uh, Isaiah, the suffering servant. This is found in Isaiah 52 and Isaiah 53. So uh, through these coming weeks, we're going to take uh, this suffering servant song uh, and look at the cross and what it means for us. Well, as we begin this evening, I want to read these words from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul says in verse 18, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. As our prayer through these weeks, that we may know the power of God. As we look to the cross, we may know his great and mighty power. As we think of this, let us come to God now in prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we come before you this evening, Lord, we ask for your hand to be upon us. We ask that confidence, Lord, in you, to know, Lord, that through all things that we may face in life, that you are with us, that we may know, Lord, the great truth of the cross and what happened, that we may know, Lord, of what it means to be saved by you. Lord, what a message it is to embrace in life, to have it in the centre of our lives as we look uh, to deal with everyday life around us in a world that can be so dark and broken. Lord, we may know the joy of what it means to be saved by Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we think of this this evening, we know all too often that we may embrace the darkness of this world, that we may embrace things that are so intemperate. But Lord, we ask that you may free us from this embrace, that we may look to you, Lord, 
uh, in all we may do. Lord, we confess our sin before you this evening and we ask, Lord, uh, that we may run to you, that you may focus our eyes on what you have done at the cross and, Lord, through that, we may know real and lasting freedom. Lord, we ask these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Well, just before we come to our Bible reading this evening, uh, we're going uh, to listen to our first item of praise. It is sung to us by Jonathan Ray and his family, and it is entitled, Is He Worthy? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? 
Please turn with me uh, in your Bibles uh, to Isaiah 52. And as we uh, begin this series, we're going to look at the first three verses of this song of the suffering servant in Isaiah. So please turn with me to Isaiah 52, verses 13 to 15. This is the word of God. See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being and his form marred beyond human likeness. So he will sprinkle many nations and kings will shut their mouths because of him. Here we end the reading of God's word to us this evening. And we look, uh, we're beginning uh, to look at uh, this very well-known part of Scripture as we think about the cross, as we look to the cross and the build-up to Easter. As we do that, let us come before God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we look to you this evening for that great um, hope of what you have given to us. Lord, we pray for that awareness of what it means to seek you. Lord, to know of what it means uh, to rest in you in every way. And we pray, Lord, as we take time in your word now, that you may fill our souls with your spirit that we may know, Lord, of you speaking to us in all that we may do. Lord, we ask these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Well, please take the opportunity over these next couple of weeks just to read round uh, this this, uh, very well-known part of Scripture in Isaiah 52 and 53. One of the things... Uh, that you can look at is also just before the, this uh, uh, praise, uh, Isaiah, before the amazing, uh, before this passage, uh, has some amazing promises in chapters 51 and 52. He tells the people, God is going to comfort his people and liberate them from their captivity. He's going to bring them home and make their home like the new Garden of Eden. In uh, chapter 51, verse 3, his salvation will last forever, longer than the earth itself. Chapter 51, verse 6, 
God will remove his people the cup of his wrath. In chapter 51, verse 22. In other words, God is going to solve the problem of sin. God's people find themselves in a very dark place. Yet he said, God sends Isaiah the prophet to bring hope uh, when God's people uh, are finding that there is none. And here we see uh, that God is going to bring a solution uh, to the greatest problem that humanity faces, the problem of sin. So it raises questions. How? How can any of this be achieved? Or also the question, who? Who can bring this about? And we see God's answer in verse 13 of chapter 52. It is an invitation to look at Jesus. See my servant. My servant will act justly. The servant uh, is the answer. But all is not as it seems. We know that God's people are looking for the promised one to come. We see a figure uh, that God has promised right from the very start of our Bibles. And many of uh, God's people will be thinking of a warrior, a king, one who is able uh, to win their battles. And here we see uh, in uh, this passage, this figure is coming as a suffering servant. The servant is revealed as a risen, ascended, and he is glorified in the first uh, uh, in, in chapter, in verse 13. But also there's a contrast in verse 14, where the figure of glory is shown to have been disfigured and marred in the most appalling way. How could this be the same person? Yet clearly it is, because back in verse 15 it swings back to the exaltation theme and illustrates a profound effect that they will have on the nations and their rulers. This event will be like no other in the history of the world. So as we try to put these two things uh, together, we look to the cross. Let me read you. Uh, a little description of the cross found in one of the commentaries that I was reading. As we think about Jesus hanging on the cross, on the night before, he had been flogged, the whip tearing into his skin. A crown of thorns had been shoved into the brow so that the blood ran down his face. In the morning, the beam of the cross was strapped to his shoulders and he had staggered through the streets until he had collapsed in exhaustion. At the point of execution, the nails were driven into his wrists and feet, and he was hoisted up until the cross dropped with a jarring jolt into its slot. Hanging from his arms, it was impossible to breathe without pushing up on the nails in his feet to release the pressure on his lungs. And by this point, there is that description that we are given in verse 14. 
His appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being and his form marred beyond human likeness. We stand before the cross in confusion. What is this all about? How can this be an act of God? We come with our assumptions about who God is and then we look at the cross and conclude, can this be God? This can't be God. How can this be divine wisdom and power? But as we look to the cross, uh, looking at these words of the suffering servant, there's two things that we have to conclude. The cross shows us that we have misunderstood God, firstly. We assume a God, if there is such a thing, will be a being of power and splendor. And what we see in the cross is weakness, defeat and shame. And our instinct is to disbelieve it, to dismiss it, to turn away from it. But if we take a moment and take a good look at what is happening at the cross, if we uh, take time to understand it more, what we see is a God who is more loving than we could ever have imagined. A God who is willing to exchange the glory of a cross for the shame. A God who is willing to exchange the glory of heaven for the shame of the cross. A God who is willing to exchange the safety of heaven for the pain of the cross. A God who is willing to exchange the power of heaven for the weakness of the cross. This is what is happening as we look at the figure of Jesus on the cross. We see God's power being displayed in the love that he has shown to us. To any self-interested person, it looks like utter folly. But God is not self-interested. He is self, he is self-giving love. And to self-giving love, this is wisdom. For through the cross, God rescues the people he loves. This is what is happening at the cross. This is how we come into a real understanding of who God is and what his love looks like. But the second thing that happens as we look to the cross is that we not only misunderstand God, but we have misunderstood ourselves. All our pride notions of power, triumph, glory and wisdom are turned on their heads, are turned upside down. All the things from which we so routinely strive uh, evaporate at the foot of the cross. We think we're clever enough to know God. We think we're good enough uh, uh, to know him. We think we're good enough to be right with him. But the cross is where human wisdom unravels. This is what Isaiah means when he says in verse 15, kings will shut their mouths because of him. In the end, the cross will silence all human uh, ambition. 
We think we are clever enough, God uh, good enough or strong enough for God. Meanwhile, in stark contrast, Jesus, the servant of the Lord, hangs on the cross. As we look to ourselves, we recognise that we need to know this suffering servant, the one who will suffer in our place. So what we do is not bring all uh, what we want to God, but we close our mouths and we look to the cross and what he has first done to us. In 1 Corinthians again, Paul says to them, And when I came to you, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. This was Paul's boast to them. Nothing about who he was or what he could do, but to show them Jesus Christ and him crucified. So the question for us tonight, as we look to the cross, is do we really understand who God is? Do we understand who we are? What is it that we resolve to know most? What is it that we would boast to others? As we look to the cross, this is our boast, Jesus crucified the love that he has shown to us. Let us come before our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you as we look to the cross this evening for the beauty of what you have done to us, the beauty of the love that you have shown to us. And we pray this evening, Lord, that we may know this afresh as we look uh, to this wonderful passage of Scripture in Isaiah. Lord, that we may know that this has been done for us. That the love that you have shown to us is found at the cross. We thank you for this, Heavenly Father. We pray that you may continue to work in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as we think of this, we're going to listen to another item of praise. Uh, 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 praise brought to us by Holy Trinity Brompton and we are going to listen to the well-known hymn When I Survey the Cross. Oh, baby. 
come to the end uh, of our podcast this evening. We're going to take some time, as we usually do, in prayers for others. As we continue uh, through this period of lockdown, we want to continue to remember those uh, who are feeling isolated at this time, who are feeling unsure about what the future holds. We want to remember those who have been in and out of hospital, who are waiting for test results, who are undergoing treatment at this time. We want to remember our young people as uh, things are starting to change and schools are starting to reopen again. We want to remember our leaders and the things that are happening um, and the decisions that they are making in our country at this time. We also want to uh, ask God uh, to work uh, through this time to reveal himself to others to use this time well in a, a time uh, when we look to prepare ourselves for Easter, when we look uh, to recognize what God is doing, uh, that we may know uh, the, that there are opportunities available um, for God uh, to be known. Let us come to God in prayer for others this evening. And as we do that, let me read these words. Uh, from uh, Psalm 116, verses 1 and 2. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. Let us come to our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we look to you this evening, Lord, we recognize our need of you each and every day. And Lord, as we continue uh, through the strangeness of these times and these days, in which, Lord, we have had restrictions placed on us, in which we feel isolated, Lord, uh, from others, we ask, Lord, for your hand to be upon each one of us, that we may know, Lord, that you are the one, Lord, who is near, you are the one, Lord, who is able uh, to speak into our lives in powerful and 
um, sizable ways, Lord, that we may know great change as we look to follow you. Lord, we lift up before you those who are fearful of the future. We pray, Lord, for those, Lord, who are making big decisions about their lives, Lord, and we pray that they may know, Lord, your hand upon them throughout these days. We pray, Lord, for those who uh, are on their own at home, in their homes, asking, Lord, that they may know of your goodness and love to them and all that they may do, that they may know, Lord, of your closeness to them through these days. Lord, we want to lift up to you those who are uh, dealing with ill health at this time. Lord, we pray uh, for the appointments uh, that they have, we pray, Lord, for all who are undergoing treatment at this time. And Lord, we pray for those, Lord, uh, who are so uncertain about, Lord, what answers uh, may, be hap- uh, may be given over these days. And we ask, Lord, that through all things your healing hand may be upon them, that they may know, Lord, in all the temporiness of this world that you promises are eternal. And Lord, we pray that you may continue to give them a a real sense of security in their lives. Lord, we lift up to you those who are hurting at at this time. We pray for those who grieve the loss of loved ones. We pray, Lord, that you may continue to draw alongside to comfort and help them. Lord, we give you thanks that you are God who is aware of our every step. You're a God who is aware of what is happening throughout every aspect of our lives. And we ask, Lord, that we may learn, learn greater uh, how to trust and to rest in you. Lord, we also want to lift up to you our young people through these days. Lord, as things start to reopen again, as the schools start to come back, we ask, Lord, for your protection over our young people and all, Lord, who will be serving you in our schools. We ask, Lord, uh, that they may know of your hand upon them and all that they may do. Lord, we lift up before you our leaders at this time. Lord, we ask that um, through uh, these days they may know Uh, of your power and they may know what it means to uh, trust in you with decisions that they make and that you may give them wisdom Lord and you may give them humility Lord to work together Uh, Lord we ask that through these days that we may know a great awareness of your hand upon us in all that may be happening And Lord, in the uh, time of Lent, in the build-up to Easter, we ask, Lord, that this may be an opportunity for us to reflect greater in who you are and what it means to trust in you. Help us to use this time well uh, to uh, spend with you, to know of your rich, rich promises in the Lord Jesus. Lord, we ask all these things now in his great and mighty name. Amen. Well, thank you everyone uh, for listening to our podcast this evening. Please do keep in touch and please continue to keep sharing uh, the links uh, to the podcasts and to the services as well. Let us finish with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, 
and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless everyone.